Good morning. So this morning I'd like to continue exploring the Satipatthana Sutta, the four establishments of mindfulness, because it lays out such a well-structured kind of curriculum in a way, a curriculum that invites us into a progressive deepening of our insight practice. So in the sequence of how the four establishments of mindfulness are laid out, we start by paying attention to aspects of our experience that are more tangible, more concrete, such as the body and physical sensations. And then with Vedana or feeling tone, our mindfulness needs to be a little bit more refined so that we can start to recognize just that very first hit of pleasant unpleasant or neutral. And Vedana or feeling tone is interesting because it's not purely physical and it's not purely mental. It has aspects of both. So it's kind of a bridge between the first establishment, mindfulness of the body, and the third establishment, mindfulness of the mind. And as we've been exploring, Vedana plays a very significant role in influencing most, in fact, maybe all of our mental activity, how we speak and act in the world, and even who we take ourselves to be. So today, I'd like to begin exploring this third establishment of mindfulness, mindfulness of the mind. And now we can open up the field of our awareness to look very directly at our mental activity. So bringing attention to our thoughts, our emotions, our moods, our mind states. Now, although I just said we're going to start exploring mindfulness of mind, in fact, we've already been doing it to a significant extent. So, for example, just paying attention to the qualities of sati and samadhi that we've been emphasizing, mindfulness and steadiness of mind, just knowing how mindful, how undistracted the mind is, right there, we're practicing this third establishment of mindfulness. So as you might remember earlier in the retreat, I mentioned that the Buddha saw sati and samadhi as being like two hands washing each other. And we understand from that image that we need both qualities to be developed together to get the most from this practice. And I think most of us are perhaps more familiar with sati, with mindfulness. And for some of us, samadhi, steadiness, stability of mind, can be a little more elusive. And that's partly because, unfortunately, we can't just tell the mind, okay, settle down, stop being agitated, get steady, get still, get peaceful. doesn't work, at least not in my experience. What we can do is set up the conditions to support this natural settling. So as we've been emphasizing, Physically slowing down is one of the ways that we help samadhi to arise. So when we're moving more fast, it's possible to maintain some degree of sati, mindfulness, when we're moving more quickly. 
but it's generally not so possible for samadhi to develop and strengthen unless there's some degree of calming of the body. Now, that doesn't mean that we're supposed to force ourselves to creep around at a snail's pace the whole time. That too would actually be agitating. And just to acknowledge, there are times in the day for all of us when we do need to move at a more normal pace. For example, when we're doing our jobs, that's fine, useful. But outside of that, you might just experiment with settling into a slower speed. And notice the effect that that slowing down has on the heart-mind. So we're inviting you just to be curious and to play with this aspect of being on retreat. And again, seeing what you can find to enjoy about settling into more stillness. Because most people find the samadhi that develops there to be pretty pleasant. Not only is samadhi pleasant, but it's a very powerful resource that helps us to pay attention to those more subtle and fleeting aspects of our experience. We need that steadiness and stability of awareness to be able to notice our mental activity, to notice our mental activity without getting lost or entangled in it. So now we do have more of this balance of sati and samadhi working together. I think we're ready to start exploring mindfulness of the mind in a bit more detail. For now, to keep it relatively simple, we're going to mostly be exploring thoughts. So simply recognizing thoughts as thoughts which is not nearly as easy as it might sound. And most of us need quite a bit of training to be able to recognize what's happening in the mind and to be able to articulate that experience to ourselves so we can get more clarity about it rather than getting lost in it. And this is where, to begin with at least, the tool of mental noting can be helpful. So we've used it a little bit, I think, in the breathing at times, you might note in as you breathe in and out as you breathe out. And in walking meditation, sometimes you just note left or right or lifting, moving, placing. And in exactly the same way, as we pay attention to the mind, when we recognize thinking, we can just note thinking. All we're doing is being aware that some kind of mental activity is happening. And the mental note helps us to recognize that without getting caught up in the content of the thoughts. So this morning we're going to be practicing that skill. Just letting thoughts come and go without either suppressing them on one hand or feeding them on the other. And as we do this, we want to keep in mind that thoughts are not the enemy. We're not trying to get rid of our thoughts. Because thinking is what the mind does most of the time. Remembering that in the Buddha's teachings, the Buddha saw mind as being one of the six sense doors. It's a sense organ. So just as the eye sees, 
the ears hear, the mind thinks. That's just naturally what it does. Even so, um, sometimes even experienced meditators have, can have an unconscious belief that real meditation means having no thoughts in the mind whatsoever. And while it's true that this can happen in the deeper stages of samadhi practice that are known as the jhanas, in vipassana or insight practice, getting rid of thoughts is not the goal. It may at times be a byproduct, but it's not what we're going for. And for most of us, that's good news, because for most of us, there will be some kind of mental activity going on much of the time. So we're not trying to get rid of our thoughts, we're trying to change our relationship to them. We're just allowing them to come and go. We're finding the middle way, the balance between suppression and indulgence. Not getting rid of them, not feeding them. So in the next meditation, we'll be including thoughts directly in our mindfulness. And we'll start with the anchors that we've already been using. So the breath, the body, sound. And then we'll start to open up to notice any mental activity that might be happening. There are a couple of things that can happen when we're invited to turn our attention to thoughts. One is that they seem to completely disappear. And it's amazing how in every previous meditation, the mind just seemed to be filled with thoughts, plagued with thoughts. And then the minute they're, quote, allowed to be there, it's like they get stage fright and disappear. So if that happens for you, you can just know or note. Nothing. Not much happening. Blankness. Or possibly you might recognize a faint sense of calm. So you can just note that. You don't need to try to manufacture anything there. Just bring awareness to whatever's actually happening in the mind. So that's one common response. Another one is the opposite. It can seem like suddenly mental activity goes into overdrive. And it's just not possible to name a single thought because there are so many So if that's your experience, you might note torrent or flood. So, and then for others, sometimes this whole project can stimulate more thinking and we get caught up in wondering, was that idea, was that a thought or was that something else? And I'm thinking about the thought, is that thinking more thinking? And how do I name thinking when I'm thinking about the thinking? And we get all tangled up. If that happens for you, just see if you can note, oh, confusion, (laughs) confusion, confusion. And you might come back to the breath for a few moments just to steady yourself. And then, again, just explore opening up to thoughts. So no right, no right, no wrong, just noticing whatever's happening in the mind.